Hey, what's up? It is another week. It is another episode of the Man Fused Podcast. I am Kay Lee, audio producer, my co-host, Ben H. What's happening, y'all? This week on the Man Fused Podcast, we're going to hear from Ben H. about his new membership to an exclusive club that does a lot for the community and how I was an idiot, tried to break up a dogfight, and ended up in the ER on my anniversary. I also want to get Ben H.'s thoughts about dressing up for Halloween in a costume that some would consider insensitive. We're going to weigh in on Kanye West. Is he mentally ill, or is he a genius? So Ben H., who is now a member of the Rotary. I'm a Rotarian. What does that even mean? I'm a red badge. What does that mean, red badge? Is that like a red coat? No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely are you, not. Are you officially a red coat with negative? Your, Actually, with your... it's it's about the opposite of a, of what a red coat is. Certificate and a seal. Yeah, yeah. So the Rotary Club is a um, it's a group of of people in the community, basically, which serve the community. So the Rotary Club does stuff for veterans. It does stuff for elderly people. It does it raises funds for people in need. It works through Habitat for Humanity. It's just kind of like local humanitarian type cause in in the local community and the one here is actually a really powerful one uh one of my business partners um and mentors is a member and recommended that I start coming to meetings and you know you come to the meetings you have to be a visitor for like five meetings before you can be considered and then you get interviewed by all these people and you have to write an essay and you have to do all these different things what was your essay about just kind of like who I am and how I see myself being a part of the community and why I want to give back and serve the community. Do you have to be approved by, like, recommended by a member? Yeah, so you need two letters of recommendation from existing Rotary members, which I was able to obtain, and um, and and a couple other things. So it's a really good thing, man. I mean, it's like— Does that make you a notary? No. no <laughs> I was like, no. you sent me the certificate. I'm like, great, can you notarize something no, for me, Ben? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, no, no. And, and a red badge is kind of like your, it's like a pledge. You know what I mean? This is a citizen's arrest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah you're like pledging. So, so uh, do you have to like do things in the community a certain number of times a year or? So the Rotary Club is doing things in the community constantly, right? So it's not like the Moose Lodge or something like that. Kind of, uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the Moose Lodge is, but it's a club. You know, I mean, it's Is a, it an all-men's club? No, no. There's uh, there's women in there, too. And, you let them in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, interestingly enough, I mean, I always thought it was going to be kind of like a cheesy networking thing, you know? But when I started going, I realized that, wow, these are like the mayor is there, the people in the city council there is really powerful, you know, business people there. And and all the way from people who are kind of in the prime of their career to people who are kind of like former NFL football coaches in there. I mean, there's just all kinds of people in there. We have breakfast every Friday morning at like 730 in the morning. They have this big breakfast and it's this big meeting. It's just a way just give back. I'm not really a big church guy. You know, like for example, we're going to meet on Tuesday, the I'm going with USO to greet incoming soldiers that are coming back from from combat to Hartsfield. Oh, that's pretty badass. But who greets these people? You see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm hoping their families if they have them. Well, exactly, but I mean, the fact is that there are organizations and there are groups of people who make it their business to make sure that someone is there to so, greet the soldiers as they and clap for them 
and right, shake because their hand the last thing you want say, is thank you so much for everything. The last thing you want is these troops who have been over there and you know putting themselves in harm's way, right. fighting for our country, coming yeah. home to nothing. Right. Exactly. To an empty hangar or you know yeah, whatever, dude. wherever. Exactly. The terminal. I mean, like I had friends who um whose wives with kids divorced them while they were while they were deployed when they got home dude no one was there waiting for them wife and kids are in another dude's house she went awol yeah and so you know we had to prop those people up big time when i was in the service it's stuff like that you know what i mean veterans day is coming soon as a veteran i've kind of made it my business to kind of get involved with the veteran stuff so i'll lead this sector so yeah (laughs) so there's a uh a retirement home where there's, you know, a number of veterans, mm-hmm. older men and women, and uh, who who served. And so one of the people in the Rotary Club, she's an attorney, came up with an idea of, hey, why don't we do like a pinning ceremony for the veterans in the uh, retirement home on Veteran Day? We'll bring a microphone and we'll thank them for their service and they can come up and we'll pin whatever they're wearing with an American flag and shake their hand. Was that your idea? No, no, it was oh. uh, her idea. That this she's a she's actually she's an attorney. Oh, nice! And she came to me, and she was like, "Hey, would you like to would you like to help me with this? Because I'm doing this." Nice. So it's stuff like that. You know oh, what I mean? Cool. Like, I mean, who does that? You know, and and that's the whole thing. Is like giving back to the community in those kinds of ways. Yeah, you know? and you know what, our veterans, you know, could always use an extra, as I would call it. A touch. There's also a lot of people who are super disenfranchised in our communities who are living off of, you know, subsidies and low income and super low income. And, you know, nobody pays attention to them around the holidays. Well, not anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, so these guys, the Rotary Club gives turkeys and food, goes out and delivers meals like prior to Thanksgiving to these low income families, making sure they have. I think that's awesome. Good job, Ben. Congratulations should, on you your. You should come to a meeting. I will. You should. All right. Uh, I yeah. might just do that. But congrats on your rotary certificate and your red badge. Thanks, buddy. Not to be confused with red coat. No. No. He is not a red coat. Negative. Negative. But he does have a red cup. <laughs> so this past couple days has been a uh, kind of a rough one, Ben. Tumultuous. Um, yeah. So this time of year is always rough. Yes. Um, a little bit for my family to kick it off. Uh, the 26th is the anniversary of my wife and I's matrimony, our marriage, our I remember coming together. I was there. You were. And uh, unfortunately, her mom passed the day after our anniversary. This would be five years. So, you know... My wife has been saying for years now that she wants a redo because of the tragedy that fell after the date. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Uh, yeah. And I you mean, can marry us. Party. You can marry us because you are a. Um, I am. I am ordained. You are a minister. A minister of, of God. The people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a minister of God. Yeah. And yeah, you could do that. We could have a small ceremony. Anyway, on our anniversary, we had decided that we were not going to, uh, just because of the craziness with the kids, that we were just going to try to go out to dinner and have mm-hmm. a date night next week and we were going to celebrate. So not only do we have my mother-in-law's passing to think about, which was yesterday, some of our best friends and our kids' best friends, another 
another couple in our neighborhood. He ended up getting a job with SpaceX and moved. Big fan of the show, too. Mike Wallace. We call him Rocket Man now. Even though they did leave about 50K on the table. But I'm not going to tell anybody. No, don't tell anybody. No, I won't, that, I won't say that anything That might drive Mike absolutely nuts. <laughs> that Because I tried to I refer... Tried, yeah, I, I tried. tried to say, hey, Mike, you're selling your house. Yeah. Use Ben. How about this? Just talk to him. Just let him say, hey, honey, you know, I know we're going to use who we're going to use. But let's just get Ben's opinion. Yeah. Let's get Ben's 50,000 cents. They didn't cents. want my opinion. No, they, they didn't, didn't want your extra 50 okay. grand. So they left fine. it on the table. Left I'm sure the they're table. fine with their decision. <laughs> I won't say anything. Yeah. You know, let's, I don't not, want... <laughs> let's not go into the, the amount of money that Mike Wallace left on the table. <laughs> No. AKA, AKA Rocket Man. Rocket Man. So Mike got and a great job with SpaceX. SpaceX. He's loving. and um, But naturally, my daughter Max was very upset on our anniversary. Right. So we were like, okay, let's go take them to Walmart, get them a toy or something, and, you know, just do something just to kind of cheer her up. And right. So I had let my dogs, I have four dogs. Two are big dogs, two are small dogs. We keep the big dogs separated from the small dogs just because there have been a few incidents in the past. The little dogs are always trying to instigate shit through the window with the big dogs, so we just keep them separate. Big dogs were out before we left. I had gone out to feed our fish, and I had accidentally... In your koi fish pond. In my koi pond, yeah. Fish, koi koi fish. Right, so unbeknownst to me, I had left the fish food out by the pond. So when I let the big dogs out and then I called them back in, one came running back in and then I'm looking outside wondering where the other one is and he's right. sitting in the grass, ripped open the fish food bottle and right. is sitting there helping himself to it. Eating the fish food. So I go to run after him and yell, hey, asshole. Yeah. And before I do, my other dog runs out and attacks the dog that's sitting in the grass eating. Right. So I go into, oh, hell no mode. I need to break this shit up. Yeah. Because the dog that was sitting in the grass, he's old now. Is he's he got a small that, dog? No, he's a big dog. Okay. But he's got that old face. He yeah. can't hear anymore. Right. His vision's not all that great. Yeah. He didn't see it coming. Right. All he knew is he's under attack. Right. So I went to grab a collar. My hand went in and didn't grab the collar. In the line of fire. In the line of fire. And dude, I felt a canine oh. sink into my pinky finger. Oh. And I, when I went to pull out, I just felt the rip. Oh my God. I get pissed now because I know I've been bit. Yeah. They don't know that they bit me. Yeah. So I freaking lunge and elbow into the throat of the dog that was attacking. Wow. And laid all my body weight on her. Dang. And she gave up. And wow. she's on her back, just her mouth shaking because she's like, oh, I fucked up. Looking at my bloody freaking finger, right? I start screaming for my wife because the adrenaline is starting to fade and the pain mm. in my finger is starting to rise. It must have looked pretty gnarly too because I, I got a picture of it after it had been cleaned up and it looked gnarly. It looked like a hot dog that was split open. I mean, it, yeah, it was. Uh, there were all different colors and textures of different types of. There was some meat. Meat. I'm like, okay. 
well, what's the fastest solution for this? So uh, I tell my wife, my kids are crying at this point because right. they don't know what happened. Now they're And you're scared. wearing a big finger brace at the moment. Dude, there's never been a bigger finger brace yeah. on my pinky right now. It's a now. big metal. It's like a stint. Yeah. So it's wrapped in gauze and right. then there's a stint. I tell her to take me to the urgent care, which is down the street. I don't want to deal with the emergency room. Right. I want to just go to urgent care. Yeah, get so in So I get out. in pretty fast at urgent care. But I get back there. But I can tell that the doctor, who was very nice... I can tell he's not a seasoned professional. Yeah. He's got good bedside manner. The way he's talking to me, yeah. he knew what he was doing. Right. I could just tell he was still wet behind his ears. Yeah. He goes through that they don't stitch up dog bites on the hand for fear of possible infection. They don't want to seal it up. Probably so they're not going to sew it up. Right. So he numbs me up. He gives me a couple injections. And then proceeds to clean it. And he takes this big old syringe and the solution. While it's numb, uh, I can feel the force uh, of the liquid just going into the cut. Yeah. And it was like a tear. After he cleans it up, he goes, um, wow, this is pretty deep. Can pretty much see your tendon or mm. bone. I think you need to go to the ER. They getting paid referrals for this because now I'm paying twice. Mm -mm. And this is where the wet behind the ears comes in. I might be in need of IV antibiotics. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate the fact that he wasn't comfortable enough to just send me home. Yeah. But at the same time, come on, man. Yeah. Now I'm going to pay again and I'm going to wait. ER right now is very, very busy. We've got COVID. RSV that is like going rampant in right. children. And then we have the flu. This is going to be a wonderful anniversary. Drive my ass to the ER for about an hour and a half. And then finally I get back there. They look at it and they go, oh, did a pretty good job. Well, he said after me paying over there, now I need to go to the ER because I might be in need of IV antibiotics. He goes, I don't know why these urgent care centers send people over constantly to get IV antibiotics. You use IV antibiotics to treat an infection. You don't have an infection yet. Right. Before you leave, which we're not going to really do anything different, we're not going to rebandage it, we're not going to do anything, let's just do an x-ray to make sure your finger's not broken. The classic x-ray move. Dude, it doesn't matter what you go in there for. X-ray, x-ray, x-ray. And I told them- They I make a lot of money off that damn x-ray machine. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to feel it. X-ray. X-ray. Hey, <laughs> got another one. X-ray. X-ray to, to the back. Oh, you're having a cough, sir? I tell you what we need to do is get an x-ray of your chest. Yeah. Make sure you don't have pneumonia. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. X-ray. <laughs> another one. They're like sending them out like, order up. Order up. It's like Waffle House. Scattered, smothered, covered. X-ray. You go to the urgent care and what if that's their deal? What if that's their hustle? What's up with that? And I looked at the x-ray because she's like, do you want to see it? And I said, yeah, it looks like every other finger. Right. There's no break. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. They didn't do anything to it. So now there's a problem. Now, Ben, here is the rub, as I would say. Yeah. My wife is saying that we need to do something about the dog. So your wife is saying that you need to do something about the dog, which is the dog that bit your finger. Now, she didn't know it was my finger. No. I was on top of her. Yeah. My hand went down. Yeah, you jumped into a dog fight. Correct. Yeah. As the nurse told me, well, you broke rule number one. Don't get in between a cock fight. It's a pit bull. And obviously they have a bit of a 
reputation. I mean, you've had pit bulls and you know what to do with them. And, you know, I don't know your current dog like I knew your former dog. Uh, but My he was, former dog was Tank awesome. was one of the coolest dogs ever. Yeah. I mean, right. Tank has got to be hanging out with Buck Dog right now. If the dog has ever shown aggression towards a person, my children, yeah, there wouldn't be uh, anything holding me back right. from of course. finding it a new home, putting it down, right. but it hasn't. Now, it has been in three fights with other dogs right. at our house. Right. Not outside dogs. I'm not saying it wouldn't attack an outside dog. When I was getting my prescription filled, the pharmacist is like, what happened? And I was like, well, my dogs got in a fight. One yeah. of my dogs attacked, and he's like, another one of our dogs. He said, they were your dogs? Yes, they live together. He's like, you would be surprised at how common this is. Just like humans. I mean, I mean anybody you live with, Dude, you're going to have conflict. Sometimes they might reach to a level of fist fights, and sometimes it might just be words. I mean, a dog is like a land shark, dude. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they really are. Sharks actually don't attack that many people either. On a yearly basis, about 70 people get bit per year in the world. Shark attack. Shark attack. I wonder, and how many of those are fatal? Probably five. Five to six. Five to six. Or six to eight. Five to seven. I think the average was six. Right. Fatal attacks in the other one. The other one. In the world. Right. And get this. Human beings kill, how many do you think per year? Thousands. A hundred million. That's awful. Mostly due to the- Shark uh, fin soup? Yes. That's awful. Think about that dichotomy. We kill a hundred million of them. They kill six of us. That's disgusting. Per year. And I am all about who's, shark conservationists. And, and Who's see. more peaceful? I mean, who's the real killer here? You uh, know? Human beings. But we're taught to be afraid of them, and rightly so. We should be afraid of them. But as Anthony Kiedis described him, he said, dude, they're like puppies. They're like little puppies. Now, I have an experience with sharks recently when I was in the Keys swimming. Okay. And that's how I felt. I mean, dude, I was sw- I was swimming around with them. Now, don't get me wrong. Tiger shark? No, no, it was a little sand shark. Oh, okay. I, tiger shark, different situation. And my pit bull, Winter. Yeah. When you looks look like at a her, land shark. she looks like a land shark. Yeah. The dog has never been aggressive towards people. Right. Children or anything else. Yeah. But there is something that I don't know why she snaps when... One dog has something and she doesn't. Right. So she goes into this fight mode. Right. The three other dogs that I have are all old. They're going to move on because they're at the age of going. So you're going to propose the opposite. Instead of doing something about winter, the issue we really have is we have three dogs that are going to die soon. We're going to speed that process up. No, winter's going to be an only dog. Problem solved. <laughs> No, I would never suggest that we'd speed it up. Euthanize. But no, we'd never do that. The elderly dogs. (laughs) Sorry, it's time for an upgrade. My wife doesn't, she's feeling this unease of trust with winter. Do I combat that with trying to send her to more training, if it's even possible? Here's the problem, as it pertains to kids. That's the real concern. Your wife doesn't care if she bites the dog again. If me or you get bit or if your wife gets bit, as horrible as that is, it's not going to be your life, right? Just like you got bit on the finger, right? It's ultimately inconsequential. When you're talking about two-year-olds, three-year-olds, five-year-olds, and you're talking about a pit bull, there's no second chance. And so therefore, now that that 
Pandora's box of emotion has been opened. That's where the distrust lies. If anything ever did happen, especially after this event, I don't know, dude. I'm with you. At the end of the day, the dog's fine. You know, it's a good dog. You know how some dogs are so protective of their food? Yeah. Where if they're eating, yeah. you can't touch them? Yeah. Like if you touch them, they'll growl if you go to take their food. Right. I can pet her yeah. when she's eating her food. I can, in the middle of her food, I can take her bowl yeah. and yank it right out from under her and yeah. say no. Right. And put it somewhere else. And she'll just look at me like, there's no aggression there. Yeah. Now, if another dog comes over... My wife also thinks that this behavior is only going to get worse as she gets older. That may be true, too, dude. You know, I mean, you read about that, too, because as they're as they grow older, their brains don't stop growing. And so their brains get pushed up against their skull more. And in some dogs, that triggers ultra aggressive behavior. And different dogs have different pace of which they're, I don't know what the thing is for chows. Yeah, they're they're assholes. Well, they're not when they're puppies. It's as they get older. Because they have a small skull and their brain grows more. And so that's what makes them so aggressive as they get older, the child specifically. The point is that if anything ever happens with a child, the chances of the child living are incredibly low. Or they're just maimed. Right. Physically scarred. They're mentally scarred. Because once a dog, especially a pit bull, once they cross into that headspace, they're killers. Tough decision, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, if obviously, you, you know, it's your dog. If you have any advice you want to chime in, join the show at manfused.com. Let's move on, Ben. Halloween. I'm gonna get your opinion on this really quick. Yeah. It's a very sensitive subject. I have been I have been blindsided by my wife. When my daughter Max was born, the, her first Halloween, my wife told me that she was going as a strawberry, a couple months old. And that I was going as a banana. <laughs> what she did not tell me yeah. was that the costume was a raper banana. Oh, funny. So it was this creepy face at top. Oh, and wow. the banana was peeled from the bottom. Oh, my God. So it looked like a giant dong. Dang. <laughs> and that I was going to put this on in the high-profile city of Brookhaven. Wow. And walk around with families. Wow. Even my boss from the morning show. Yeah. We were walking around his neighborhood. Dang. And I'm a raper a banana. banana. A yeah. raper banana. A raper banana. Yeah. Face. And so you were blindsided by that. Yeah. So she kind of threw me under the bus. Right. Last year, uh, she told me I was being a unicorn. Yeah. Which I dressed up as a unicorn. And, and then the, we had another you know, event and then I was a cat dressed in chick stuff. We didn't really know what we were going to do. I was in a movie, Ben. Mm. I was in a horror movie. The main actor of the horror movie was one of the guys who played Jason in Friday the 13th. Cool. His real name is Kane Hodder. Okay. Kane Hodder in this movie was playing himself. I believe the movie was like Dead by Midnight, Y2 something. Anyway. Interesting. My scene in the movie was like a behind-the-scenes film of this drug called Murderall. Dang. And it was supposed to help these murderous assholes yeah. prevent them from killing people. These pills were to try to ease their murderous... So it. that was yeah. the drug. That was the, the thing. Right. And then it had all these crazy side effects, like hot dog finger and anal leakage oh and shit God. like that. And I did the voiceover, but I started behind-the-scenes laughing 
about this drug giving him like bitch tits or something. Yeah. And he gets pissed off. He got mad at you. Yes. And he grabbed the camera from the camera guy yeah. and smashes my head with it. Wow. In the movie and blood just caves wow. in my head. So in the movie, and this was one of the craziest things I've ever had to do, is I had to get a head cast. Oh, that's crazy. So what that is, is they have to make a mold of your head. Interesting. And now there are a lot of actors who just can't sit through it because wow. it's the craziest feeling. I bet it is. You're sitting there. You can't move. Your eyes are closed. Your mouth is shut. You cannot blink. You can't do anything. And they start putting this like paste on your face. And it's crazy because you can't talk. Right. They say, listen, if it gets to be too much, just start, you know, waving your hand horizontally. We're going to check on you from time to time. You give me a thumbs up. And how if you're long good. did you have to sit in this thing for? Ooh, dude, it was about two hours. Oh, dang. Some music on in the background. But what's crazy is, is that you start to feel it down your face and it's warm. And then when it goes over your eyes, feels like them touching you is like a mile away. Yeah. So the sensation of someone touching your face right. is almost gone. That's it's crazy. so faint, it feels like a mile away. They've got straws oh my gosh. out of your nose, yeah. and that's how you're breathing. Even the sound of their voices yeah. distant. Wow. So you almost are like separated from your body. Yeah. There were times where I was like, okay, I was telling my brain, I'm like, get through it. After like about 30 minutes, I just got into this zone. They even called my name to check on me and I didn't respond. Kay Lee. And then I just kind of was like, thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. Like I just zoned out so much. Yeah. I was in this like state that we're fidgeting. I wasn't crazy anymore. Right. I was just almost at this peace with it. One of the craziest things I've ever done. Like yeah. if you if you've ever done that, if you're claustrophobic in any way, you got space all around you. Right. You could lose your shit. So that being said, the movie aired, yeah. you know, it's a, it's kind of like an independent film or whatever. They gave me the head. I've been driving around with my head oh my in the trunk of my car for a year and a half. That's crazy. If I ever got pulled over, they would see this bloodied, severed looking head. That's crazy. So that's the head that they smashed in the movie. Right. My whole idea was I was going to scare my wife. My wife asked me the other day. Do you still have that head in your car? And I go, what are you talking about? No, because it's covered up. Yeah. And then I'm like, how do you know I got a head in my car? She's like, you've been driving around with it for a damn year. That's funny. It's in the trunk of your car. And I was yeah. like, I didn't even know that you knew I had yeah. it. I was like, well, there goes the prank. Right. And then she just got through watching this Netflix series on Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, I've heard that's crazy, man. So there's apparently a scene somewhere in that where Jeffrey Dahmer loves the face of one of his victims. Dang. And he wraps it in like saran wrap. Oh my And he God. like holds it up and kisses it or something. Her idea for Halloween was to wrap my head in plastic and go around with it. So there's a lot of controversy about this series because of the victims' families are not receiving any financial benefit from this Netflix series. Right. As with Halloween every year, top Halloween costumes are normally people that die. That's right. There was a lot of pushback on people being Jeffrey Dahmer as a costume. How do you feel about that, Ben? I don't see any problem with it. I mean, you know, the whole point is 
is Halloween. You know, you can be whoever you want to be. Is it any different than Jason, mm-hmm. Michael Myers' fictional character? Right. Nonetheless, they're serial killers. So if you are a family member of a victim that was killed by Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. I don't think I would want to ever watch any movies about killers. And I think as far as the family members being offended by people wearing costumes and stuff like that, people wear cowboy and Indian costumes. Ultimately, that's part of what's funny about Halloween. It's just like you said, like wearing costume of someone that just died last year. Part of what's funny about it. It sucks for the people, but that's the whole culture that we live in right now. The virtue signaling and tiptoeing around things and that whole thing, that whole idea, which I think, I mean, dude, there's a place for it. There's a place for certainly being, you know, considering other people's feelings. And at the same time, dude, part of life. Life's not easy, bro. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. Sometimes you get embarrassed. I guess it's like, okay, you knowing that, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's costume is a trigger to victims of him and you knowing that and going ahead and wearing it. Well, I mean, my BMW is probably a trigger for some people, but I don't give a shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, I can't, I can't live my life I, I like that. I can't take ownership. What if somebody doesn't like blue? Could I still wear this suit? <laughs> right. I don't want to trigger them. <laughs> right. So my producer on the show I work for said, you know what you need to do? You need to go ahead and order the orange and blue tuxedos from Dumb and Dumber. And oh, you and funny. your wife go as Dom and Dahmer. That's funny. Yeah. Dom and Dahmer. Dom and Dahmer. My youngest is going to be Chucky, and my oldest daughter is going to be Bride of Chucky. So if you are triggered by demon killer dolls... Don't come to this neighborhood. Yeah, don't come to my hood. No. Because otherwise, you're going to get a face full of it. I don't know what I'm going to be. I'm deciding between a few things. Be a member of the Rotary. Be a Rotary man. Yeah. Or a notary. Just be a big stamp and seal. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's move on to the downfall of Kanye West. Mm. Because it really is. Is this mental illness? Yeah. Or is this just narcissism? So Kanye West, center of controversy in the past few weeks with his designers, labels, major companies dropping and denouncing the rapper because of his recent anti-Semitic comments. He's been blocked on all social media, drawn widespread criticism because he described Jewish groups as dangerous. I don't think what he said was right. I don't think it's right to really speak out against anybody. But my understanding of what he said is based upon some situations that he's been in, in his career, in his business, in his industry, where he said some very scary things at the beginning, like the whole DEFCON 3 thing. But then if you listen to the the interview he did with Nori, I guess it was on Drink Champs, he said, look, basically I'm jealous of Jewish people and how well they run their businesses and how they're able to lock down industries and how they're able to own pieces of things. There was some controversy because it was like his wife owns a cosmetics company and one of the Kushner brothers owns a larger share than Kanye. And Kanye was pissed because he didn't even know about that. And it was like his wife's brand. Josh Kushner's Jared Kushner's brother. They came to a board meeting and Josh Kushner was there and Kanye's like, what are you doing here? He's like, dude, I own 10%. Kanye owns 5%. Oh, snap. Yeah. And so he got pissed about that. And then in regard to the music industry, that over time, Jewish people basically own the media. They own Hollywood. They own the music industry. And that he feels like as a creator, as an artist, that he should be able to own the rights 
to all of his music and stuff like that. Taylor Swift has been dealing with this. They get these artists at such a young age. Right. You know, and everyone's so excited for that break. Right. They'll sign anything. Yeah, absolutely. And and at that point in your career, you're not proven to be as big as... You're going to be. Or you could be. No one predicted Taylor Swift would be what she is today. No, of course not. They might have said, oh, this girl's got potential. She's got talent. Like in Kanye's case, I mean, if you watch the documentary on him, dude, that guy is a pure grinder as far as how he got his records picked up. He's always said bold things. Absolutely. At the record release party for his first album in L.A., okay, he was already signed to Rockefeller Records, but Rockefeller Records wouldn't give him studio time, and they wouldn't release his budget. So he had signed for this budget, but they wouldn't release the money to him, and they wouldn't give him studio time. So then he started paying for his own studio time, and he actually paid $30,000 to a film producer to produce a video for that Through the Wire song to do at the album release. Now, Damon Dash, who was the head of Rockefeller Records at the time, was at the album release party. Right. And Kanye got up and said, hey, I just want to thank Damon Dash for coming here. Just so everybody knows, even though I'm signed to Rockefeller, all of this, this whole album, this video, everything you guys are about to see came out of my pocket because they won't release my budget. They won't release the studio time to me. None of this is a credit to them. Although I am signed to them, I'm the one that did this. Hope y'all enjoy. And from that point, dude, that's when he blew up. It's this narcissistic thing where Forbes put out that he was a billionaire because of- with Adidas. With Adidas, the deal he signed, he had signed with Gap, you know, these deals for many years, which they've all been terminated. He tried to show up unannounced to Skechers and they escorted him out. Yeah, it's very interesting. But why? That's the question. They don't want to talk to him. But why? Why? Because in my opinion- Yeah. Everyone around him is a yes man. He's very strong in his whatever belief he has that day. Yeah. You know, so you're not going to really change his mind or out argue him. Right. He's always going to have his point and that's where he's going to live. I think he's mentally ill. He's either mentally ill or he's brilliant. Is it brilliance, though? I don't know that it's brilliance. I mean, he lost half of his wealth. They're saying he's only worth $400 million. Oh, wow. But when Forbes said that he was worth a billion, you know, but Kanye's is, so narcissistic yeah. that he called up Forbes and, yeah. like, yelled at them. They don't know how to count yeah. and that he was actually worth $3 billion. Yeah. At that point, who cares? Fallout is crazy. And like now they're talking about how much he like idolized. And I don't have any verifying facts to this because I wasn't in the room. But some of his ex-executives that worked with him on albums talked about his fascination with Hitler and Hitler's reign of power. What he brought to the German people. I just don't believe it, dude. I I don't. They're trying to make him look like a Nazi now. But why? But why would they go out of their way to make him look like anything? Because it's cancel culture, because ultimately this is what this is what cancel culture is about. Cancel culture is about you can't say anything that's against the narrative or else we will cancel you. Now, in the case of Kanye, he spoke out against Jewish people as a whole initially. Then he walked it back and he said, I didn't mean Jewish people as a whole. I apologize to the families that felt that I offended them. I don't mean it as a whole. It's just that in my industry, I've been screwed over a lot by these people. And I'm just standing up and I'm saying that we need to own our own stuff. So then it went from that to that. Well, all of a sudden, 
he has this massive backlash from speaking out ultimately against Jewish people. And his White Lives Matter. And the Matt White Lives Matter shirt at his fashion show in Paris. So the question is, why can't you speak out against Jewish people? And why can't you wear a White Lives Matter shirt? Why can't you say things like White Lives Matter or Black Lives Matter? Or, I mean, think about this. What happens when people speak out against Christians? I mean, that's like popular now because God is being removed from our schools. God is being removed from everything. So anti-Christian, that's cool. Anti-Muslim, cool. Everybody's anti-Muslim or anti-Christian. I'm not. And that's, no, but I'm just saying if someone is to say something like that, it's okay. If someone says black lives matter, that's like a cool thing to say. But if you say white lives matter, bro, you'll get canceled just for saying that. And the question is by who and why is that the case? To me, I actually don't agree with what Kanye said, but I think he's proving his point by the fact all these companies are canceling him like they are for speaking. I mean, he didn't do violence. He spoke. He's being, like you said, destroyed. Right. Or at least that's how it looks from the outside. Well, they're definitely hurting his pockets, you know. But what if he intended this is my thing. What if he came out and said, I'm going to show them. I'm going to say the thing that you can't say. And I'm going to prove that freedom of speech is under attack because I'm a black man. I'm going to wear a White Lives Matter shirt and watch what they do. And then I'm going to come out and I'm going to say I don't like Jewish people and watch what happens to me. He crucified himself. He might be crazy, but he's not dumb. You don't get to where he's gotten being dumb. I think they say he's the most successful African-American person in history, period. In the story, yes. Like, verified. Historically, Kanye West, number one. Well, why not Jay-Z? Jay-Z is super accomplished and and what he's Incredibly. Kanye, because of what he's done with the music and the fashion. See, Kanye made the blueprint for Jay-Z. He wrote the music. I mean, that's Kanye's album. Kanye produced that, the blueprint, for Jay-Z. See, Kanye has been around and been affecting this whole culture. Again, I don't agree with what he said. I also don't agree with a lot of things, but I should have the right to agree or disagree without being canceled. And this is what we were talking about on the history show. This is why I have a problem with the narrative. Okay, you're right. Being destroyed. Dropped by Adidas. Dropped by this. Dropped by that. Well, Adidas's stock went down 18% when they dropped Kanye. That day. I wonder what's going to happen to Adidas over the next couple years. Because when you really zoom out of the... When you zoom out of the anarchy, just the fucking fire of the whole situation, when you really zoom out of it, you go, well, wait a minute. I mean, what did the guy really say? What did the shirt really say? And, And they asked him, they said, why did you wear a shirt that says white lives matter. And you know what his answer was? He said, because they do. What's wrong with that? He's like, my wife is white. My kids are mixed. But the point of that, the Black Lives Matter, the organization has not transferred the money that they've made to helping black people. They've used that as a vessel to raise money. Now, the movement of Black Lives Matter, different thing. It's done a lot of good. It's woken a lot of people up. It's shown about the inequities in the in the black community. Right. And how black people are treated in the eyes of cops and law compared to white people. Unfairly. And, and, and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It, and it shines light on some of the, yeah, the, um, the troubles. Just being black. That's right. Could have on your life yeah, and what you would have to deal with on a daily basis right. that our privileged white, you know, selves right. might not have to. That's right. And which and there's definitely an inequality there. 
I would say so too. But I also think that there's a lot of inequalities in the world, you know, and I think that we should be aware of them and we should be sensitive about it and we should be open about it and stuff like that. So what you're saying is, is the people who have been raising money for the Black Lives Matter movement, that's a legit fact that they haven't been releasing money to help black lives. That's correct. One of the things that Kanye West is saying is why are we making music talking about killing each other talking about pumping drugs into our communities if we want to love if we want to lift our people up why are we killing each other why are we the ones that are cannibalizing basically our own race well isn't that like um you remember the movie boys in the hood yeah you know which was an epic movie and they were talking about that in the movie they were um absolutely they were saying how why is there a liquor store Every other block right. in the hood. How many thousands of people die in Chicago, bro, every week? And Kanye is from Chicago. He talks about that shit all the time. Everybody's focused on the Ukraine when 2,000 black kids died in Chicago last month. And y'all are talking about Black Lives Matter. And you're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. Where's Black Lives Matter in South Chicago? They're saying that this is actually bullshit it's not what they say it is you know what i mean that's a really good point you're not standing up for some of the things he said justifying some of his reasoning i think for him to say the things that he said was not very smart but i think that he did what he did intentionally just like elon musk buying twitter chief twit elon musk but why did handle. elon musk buy twitter i'll tell you the reason he bought twitter well because he was about to be forced to because he tried to back out of the deal yeah and i think he was negotiating you know what i mean could have been a negotiating tactic the point is that the man bought twitter the question is why did he buy twitter the reason he bought it is because of free speech Free speech is being censored in a way that is communist style. I think people are waking up. I think people are going, wait a minute. I mean, dude, I think COVID-19 is the greatest crime against humanity ever, 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 ever. And I think that it showed us how people actually fall in line. All anybody ever has to say is no. People are so afraid to say no today. No, I'm not going to wear a mask. No, I'm not going to get a vaccine. No, I'm not going to whatever. No, I'm not going to say that. Or, oh, okay, I'll say this now. Or, oh, I won't say that because they say I can't say that. But I can say this. But I won't say that. I won't be this guy. I won't be that guy. You know, it's gotten to the point where you can't say anything unless it is what? If it's left-wing ideology, bro, speak. Say it all you want. I mean, you can just say as much as you want. And I agree with a lot of left-wing ideology, but... I don't think that it should be so one-sided to where no one can speak. Why can't we just say lives matter? Why are we being separated like that? I saw a news article the other day that said whites are more vaccinated than blacks. So now it's showing that whites are actually dying at a higher rate than blacks from COVID-19. Huh? This is the Washington Post, dude. I mean, they're literally talking like it's 1950. The point is that the media divides, politics divides. I don't know any racist people, dude. Some of my best friends in the world I die for are black people, are Indian people. In real everyday life, bro, I don't see any racism, personally. That doesn't mean it's not out there. I'm not saying it's not out there. Obviously, it is. But I'm just saying, I don't think most people look at someone of the color of their skin. I think that most people look for the content of their character.
I mean, aren't you that way? Yeah. I'm that way. One of the things that my kids, they're not colorblind. So you can see that there's a contrast in tone. Of course. Between skin. They don't refer to people as black people. They're people. That's right. They're people. They're, they're people. And that's what I'm saying. They got, a, they, got a, they got a darker tan than you. I'm a pasty Q-tip. Yeah, exactly. They look like they've been in the sun. And dude, what's some of the funniest comedy in the world? Racist jokes. Some of the funniest things is race-based comedy. And it's the differences yes. between the cultures. Yes. So it's like, or between the genders. Yes. Bro, that's like off limits. Well, why? People aren't saying that. Radicalization. You have to create division in order to rule. I'm be who the hell you are. And love yourself and love everybody and just be a good person. And, and treat everybody and, with And enjoy respect. your life, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that's me, bro. I don't think that someone should be destroyed for saying anything. Adidas. They so, have the right to drop him and they probably should have for right, saying those right. things. If you don't want to align with someone's beliefs yeah. or, or the way that they're handling themselves, right. you don't want to let that affect your business. Of course not. Just watching his, his unfolding present day this month post kim kardashian yeah all this unfolding on oh, social yeah. media because even before all this downfall of him with you know hitting his pockets and being dropped just watching the, yeah. the kim and kanye drama unfold on social media been almost sad because it's actually made kim kardashian look good yeah and he looks like a complete nightmare yeah so that's where i'm like is this mental illness or is this... I don't know, man. I guess time it's, is going to tell. I personally think the guy's a genius. Okay. And I think that genius has ebbs and flows. I think it goes both ways. I think that he's probably in a place right now where he's all the way over on this one side. I mean, the guy makes an impact. His music is amazing. Except that last album, Donda. That I didn't listen to it. That sucks. Yeah, I didn't hear it. I don't like it. I mean, I like mostly like his early stuff. They've even closed his school, yeah. Donda. They I shut heard. it down. I heard. Yeah. They, they sent emails to everybody who had signed up to pay 15 grand a year to have their children go there. School was out. Right. Effective immediately. Right. Don't bring your kids back. Well, I think one of the things that's most offensive as far as anti-Semitism is concerned is relative to the Holocaust and the travesty that occurred during World War II under the Nazis right. in Hitler, Germany. And also, not only that, what's happening in Israel present day, because Israelis or the Jewish people migrated from Europe to back to the Holy Land and claimed Israel. Well, you know, the people who are there don't think that they have a legitimate claim to that land. And so that's an ongoing war. And that's like the Palestinians and yeah, and, and, yeah. and Iran like don't like them either. Well, they're so. a Christian nation in the middle of a Muslim. Middle East is a very Muslim. But regarding the Jewish people, I mean, this is the this is the big thing, you know, and I mean, they're they are a persecuted people. You know, the Holocaust wasn't that long ago. So they are still persecuted by that alone. I mean, there are Jewish people whose grandparents were, were, victims, were victims of the Holocaust. Of I mean, six million Jews. Yeah. Who, yeah. I mean, there are people living today who knew people that died. So, yeah, I'm very curious to see what happens with Kanye. Elon Musk, I'm very curious to see what at Chief Twit, yeah. which is his new handle, um, is going to do with this platform. And yeah. is he going to make it better? Is it going to be worse? Now, he did show up to Twitter headquarters holding a sink. A sink. Because I guess the metaphor Dude, I love was it. 
Let this sink in. I freaking love it. It is a very cheesy metaphor. I know. The reason I love it so much is because all of these people behind the veil in Twitter have been censoring and canceling and destroying people for not saying things that follow the narrative. Fired like three or four high-level execs. Good. And one of the things that Elon Musk said he liked about Twitter was that it gave every person the ability to be a journalist. Yeah, yeah. In so many words, because sure. that shit has got to be, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's got to be tight. Yeah, it's got to be. It's going to be taught. It's got to be taught. taught it's got to like be tiger. right and tight. Taught like a tiger. <laughs> yeah, right and tight. I guess that concludes um, this week's episode of the Man Fuse Podcast. You could subscribe for free. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Join the show by hitting up manfuse.com. Thanks for listening. Peace.